Hi, this is Linda Weston and you're listening to the Linda with a Y podcast. How's everybody this week? I have Shane Daniel Bird on the podcast. Yay! <laughs> I'm so happy to have him on it. In Real in the Years, when RTE do Real in the Years in 2020, Shane will 100% be on Real in the Years as the iconic Shannon. If anything good came out of this pandemic, Shannon, the character Shannon came out of it. Um, it was gas when we were actually setting up the podcast interview I was going oh no I can't do them days because I, I wouldn't have anyone to mind the kids and I was just laughing me and I'm going I'm, I'm Shannon <laughs> you know I'm a mother <laughs> first and foremost <laughs> everyone has a little Shannon inside them we actually do say that in the podcast and he talks about all his different characters he talks about stand up the way he describes the thrill of doing stand up but it's like really 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 good the interview was fantastic Shane is so cool and this the minute this world opens back up the queues are going to be a mile long to get into his shows I cannot wait so guys I won't leave it waiting any longer this is aka Shannon <laughs> aka Shane Dan Byrne woohoo enjoy <laughs> Coming out of the pandemic, we are going to remember few people that made us laugh during it. And one of these people is Mr. Shane Danburn. Shane! Woo, woo, woo! Woo, woo, woo! Oh, my God. Shane. Oh, my God. What a fanfare. The live studio audience are going crazy. <laughs> yes. And the fans go wild. Shane, when you were a little Shane, did little Shane know, I want to be a comedian? Or what did you want to do when you were growing up? I wanted to be an actor and that was my main dream. And then I did do that for a while. I worked mainly in theatre. So I did that for a good while. And And what theatres? What theatres? Tell me more. So I did. I was in um, loads of things all over. So I did shows all over the country um, for like about 10 years. But like nothing like the comedy. So I did like, well, some bits were like the comedy. So I did like very contemporary experimental kind of thing. I love it. yeah, the first show I did, I did like kind of performance arty stuff. So I did a show in the Fringe Festival in 2009 and that was called Group Therapy for One. Right. And the audience came on a bus, Dublin bus from right. town on Eden Key and they came to my parents' house in Harold's Cross. And then in a room in my parents' house, I did a show talking about myself and my problems and fears and feelings. And then it was like, uh, I was, it was, they were the group. I was, and I was the one and this was the therapy. That's what I said. Right. So, so it was, was, kind was it your real fears? You're real. Like this coming from within you. Yeah. So I wanted to do something about men and mental health way before it was cool, before yeah. it was all friendly like it is now. <laughs> I'm doing that shit 13 years or whatever. So yeah, I, and I wanted to do something about that. So I wanted to show... At the time, the conversation was about men never talk. So I wanted to do, there was very little conversation actually at the time. It was a very uh, embryonic, is that what they say? (laughs) But um, the the emphasis was on men never talk. They don't open up. So I wanted to show like, you can open up. You don't have to do a whole rigmarole show in the Fringe Festival, but you can talk about yourself and people will receive it nicely and be warm to you. So that's what I wanted to do. That's amazing. And what was the reception? Like they're sitting in your mom's sitting room like... 
So my parents have this room. We call it the first kitchen. My parents like to call it the dining room, but oh, we call yeah, it the first like- kitchen. <laughs> so it's like the room, they, they, it's an old house and then the kitchen is an extension. But this other room kind of exists. Yeah. It fits a kitchen table. But yeah, so we call it the first kitchen. So yeah, we had like 17 or 18 people would come each night um, on a bus. So it was mad. It was mad. I actually can't believe I did it. I can't so believe I had the, the mad for it. Like I was, my next question was going to be, were you nervous when you joined your first stand-up? But obviously your first stand-up was just nothing compared to that kind of stand up is scarier because stand up is like it's just you like you've just it's like as if you're saying okay these I think I'm funny these are all the things I think are funny and I think it's funny (laughs) enough and that I'm good enough at telling jokes that I'm going to do it in front of you so it's like you've loads it feels like you've loads to lose doing stand up because if it goes badly you're like feel like such an idiot now I've been lucky I haven't had too many like major bombs but I do, my nerves for stand-up are like way more than doing theatre. Because theatre is like, you're in a play, you have a group of people, you've practised it for six weeks, you rely on each other. If anything goes wrong, you help each other. And very little goes wrong, yeah. you know, in a play. It's, it's well rehearsed. There's a, a team, a stage managers, production managers. There's a whole, all you have to do is do your acting. Yeah. So it's kind of much easier. Acting is kind of a cushy job sometimes, but stand-up is like much more of a beast yeah, it's like you're just standing there. I remember I was watching something on Jerry Seinfeld before. It's like you're just standing there naked being like, like me, like me, like me. <laughs> like me is it. Like, I think I like I'm not that long doing it, but I think it, that's exactly it. It's like you have to make them like you. I, I mean, I'd like to experiment in the future and just try different type of stuff. But I think that's it for me. You have to go on and be like, if they like me, they'll want to support yeah. me. Like it's you feel like the audience feel like this monster that are yeah. so scared. And they hold so much like, power and energy, I suppose. Yeah. That's but then the odd when you're in the audience, you don't think that. You don't think like right here, let's see. You think like I want to have a good time. Yeah. Like you came, you Let bought a ticket, albeit albeit a cheap ticket, you bought one and you're like, Yeah, I want to have fun. I'm having a drink, whatever. Where do you think it got your best audience? With comedy, with comedy. My favorite I did, I got to do the Vodafone Comedy Festival and that's which is like so huge. And I was so excited. It was They were doing a thing where they were kind of putting on really in the one bill, really established people and then people who were a bit newer. And I was really new um, and I was so scared for that one. And then it went so well. I just was like it was that we're talking about the audience having power. I felt like. I felt like Storm from X-Men. I could control. (laughs) I was so in control. It just went so well for me that it was like, that was my favorite. And it was like, at the end, I added in this bit where I was like, I'd finished my set and I'd kind of, they were still laughing at the last joke. And then I was like, no. And I said, "Uh," I was like, did you just have a nice time while I was here? And then they all went, yeah. Like the Late Show audience or something. It was like, I don't know what it was. They were like, yeah. And I was like, all right, I'll see you later. That's all my jokes I left. And I just loved that one. That was my favorite. And so yeah, we're, we're, I'm looking at your beautiful house where you do all your sketches, you do all your videos. <laughs> what gives you more, I suppose, happiness? Do you like doing the videos more or do you like doing the comedy more on the stage? Oh, the stage is better. Like the stage is better. It's so much more of a, like the videos are like, you work on them and you go, okay, oh I hope this, or some of them you just throw together. I just throw up. Yeah. And then like, I, that's why I think stories is useful on Instagram. Cause you're just like, I'll just throw this up, whatever. And it's and also th- nice to people to see your face and remember who you are. So they don't unfollow you and go, who the fuck's this? <laughs> yeah. Cause I'm unrecognized. If I wear a wig in the video and then it's like, people will follow cause they see that video. Then they're like, who's this? So I always try and do a bit of something quickly after the, 
after I do a video, especially if I have a wig or I do Shannon or whatever, yeah. I have to put on, I, I try and do my own normal face quickly after. So they lock me in, <laughs> lock yeah, it in. Yeah. I'm back in, I'm back in. I would have thought the videos had loads of talk going into them. Because when I'm looking at it, I'm oh. like, that's so funny. He must have thought about that for ages. Some of them, yeah. Some of them you spend a while doing it and you write things down. But actually very seldom do I do a little plan for the videos online. I just kind of think of them and then go... But it's like, yeah, it doesn't take me long to make them. Some people are really good. I was looking at, uh, it was with Killian Sunderman. We did a video oh, together. God, He's he Killer does. Sunday on Instagram. And he um, he had his notebook and I was like, do you write things down? He's like, yeah. And he was showing me some of his ideas that he has. So I don't do that much for the videos. No, I don't. But stand up, I've loads of like little I've notes. I have an email thread. I email myself ideas. I and, love it. Um, I have a notebook and I got a gorgeous notebook actually from Vodafone Comedy Festival and it has your name in gold on the front embossed Ooh, on it. Oh, fancy. But I was too scared. To, yeah, it's really cool. I was too scared to use it as like my joke notebook because I was like, what if I lose it? And then I don't have that. So I kind of kept it just as a memento. I, what are, you, what are your funniest videos for me that I was just crying laughing? You go, people ask me all the time why I don't do, why I don't do more videos. I'll tell you why. I'm afraid. <laughs> but that's the truth. But that's true. Do you be absolutely shitting yourself before you put one of them up like, yeah, because I used to, like, it was so weird. Basically, I was doing, I did a f- the first week of lockdown. So actually nearly a year ago this week, I did, like, I had a regular person's Instagram, right? Just like, a normal person. Just a normal guy, and then I, yeah. Yeah, and then I did, like, I did a sketch kind of true stories all day, the whole day, the first day of working from home. So we were all sent home by Leo or whatever on the Friday. And on the Monday, I did videos. And at the same time, I had, uh, I did about, there's like eight characters in it, but I, that was off the cuff. Each one, I was thinking of new things. Was there that was the working from, from home one? Was that the work of a working from videos? home videos? Yeah. Fucking brilliant. And there was a man in our house from Sky and he was putting in a satellite and he took ages. I think he was also <laughs> afraid of COVID because obviously we all were. Yeah. So we were staying away from him and trying to do sketches and look, it was, it was so weird. <laughs> but I did that and then I got new people followed me from that because they got shared or whatever. And I was like, okay. So then, but over the year then, maybe it's just being at home, I started making more. And then now I'm like, feel like I'm, that's part of my job now. Now it feels like, yeah, you know, it's like this is part of my life. I have to do new videos. So I used to not care. I used to throw them up because it was only my friends watching and you don't care. And then suddenly you've all these new people. Yeah. And then I did this video for Shannon and I got 10,000 people overnight. So it was absolutely mad. The Shannon video. I can't, I can't not talk to Shane Danbor without talking about Shannon. Like, I, when you go onto your page, first of all, she has like 190,000 views or something. So everyone is mad for Shannon. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking of counting up the views, the different views for Shannon to see the different the different videos I put up, see how many more. Like, she's way, she gets likes. The first video I did of Shannon gets likes every day. Every single day, somebody is liking it. So I see that in my notifications every day. Um, but yeah, basically, I did that impression. And I did like an impression of of because it was that week there was loads of talk of open the gyms open the salons mental health what's yeah. mental health what's an essential service and it was so messy and so strange and nobody had a really coherent you know no one we didn't really believe anybody we exactly. were kind of like well yeah i know it's awful but you have to be closed mm-hmm. and no one knew where the outbreaks were and the, the beauticians were like well there's been no outbreaks which is true yeah but whatever anyway went on and on so i did that video that week and is this then, the one in the car the one in the car, the yeah. The best one exploded. of all time. Yeah, it really is. And this was way better. My, 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 my top liked video and all that kind of thing. But basically from doing that, just off the, the night before I did it in stories off the cuff, 
And then I, the next day I went, we got in the car and we went to, we drove to the Crumlin Shopping Centre car park because <laughs> right. I didn't want, I wanted it to be in the car, but I didn't want it to be, um, I didn't want to sit in a wig outside my own house. <laughs> my neighbours see me like, what am I doing? So I literally drove a few minutes down the road. But basically, lots of my life was really different since. Like I was on, I had the go of, um, uh, I was on the TV thing with uh, Dear and Gary. Dear and Gary, really yeah. yeah. I have some other TV conversations that, that are private or whatever, mad things. And then like other things, like even from the acting side of things, the cast and directors who've seen those videos and oh, then know who I am from that. So it's really weird. And then, of course, doing ads on Instagram, all that comes from doing Shannon. So as another way to supplement your comedian income and all this <laughs> kind of thing. Open, so it's just weird. It's open so many doors. But do you know what? Now that you're saying you had an active background, I can totally see that now because... When you, when you do Shannon, even your hands change. Everything changes. Like your hand gestures, your face completely turns into Shannon. Like the minute you say the Lower Kimmage Road, why is that funny? To, like, I can't stop laughing at that. That is just, once you go to Lower Kimmage Road, I'm like, ah! <laughs> I'm not sure what it is that's so, I think I saw loads of those women who do say where they're, where they, they do say where the salon is. But I, I picked Lower Kimmage Road because there's actually not that much retail on it. Oh, so God. it wouldn't look like I was picking anybody in particular. <laughs> there's like a Chinese takeaway and stuff, but there's very few. There's not, I don't think there is a salon there. And it's near my house, so I just picked it. But people, for whatever reason, that really just picked with people. And I don't know, I say dog grooming. I have no idea where the dog grooming came from. I, that just flowed out of my mouth. So I didn't make a decision about that. It just happened. It's just comic genius. That's all it is. And that, that was actually what I was going to ask you next. Do you get a bit of flack? Do some people go to you, hey... Leave dog groomers, beauticians and people alone when they're on Instagram. I've been really lucky. I've had very little. I've had very, very little. I had one, one man wrote clown on that and I was kind of like, oh, <laughs> OK. I was like, well, that's kind of the idea. It kind of is clowning. That's yeah. kind of what I'm doing. But anyway, so he just wrote clown. But like, I don't know why people feel the need to comment. I had another boy this week. It's always boys, obviously. Okay. And he was like. Uh, commented on something and what did he say something like oh looking or this was funny not or whatever some what? version of that and I was like, like don't l- watch said, it then piss off then do you know what I mean yeah I said what I commented back and I said what do you want and then he said a funny video but obviously I'm not getting that and it was like I was like yeah but why did you comment like what do you what did you <laughs> I blocked him then after I left him a few hours and then I blocked him but yeah the block is easy but suddenly it's weird to find yourself in that position all of a sudden it's like you know, block them, move on. So you become one of those people. And I'm like, oh my God, it's ridiculous. It's like, that's just part of I'm life. A, I'm a mother. Like, yeah, I'm a, I was actually laughing. Yeah. When, no, <laughs> I was laughing when I, I was talking about setting up this interview with you. And I was like, Shane, I actually can't do them days because I, I have my kids. And then I just realized, I was like, I'm Shannon. I'm a mother. <laughs> my kids are my life. There's a little Before bit of Shannon podcast. in all of us. I think that's why she works. They're, We're all a bit Shannon That sometimes. is so true. Everyone can see a bit of Shannon in the most definitely. But so is she your favorite character to do? She has to be. Kind of, but I also don't want to do, there's a few things I think about Shannon, right? So in the back of my head, I'm like, I'm not going to, I don't just do, I could have done Shannon full ho, full ho, whatever I'm trying to say, gung ho, and doing Shannon every day. But what I think then, I think, now everyone has their own opinions on comedy and what comedy should be. But I'm like, if I keep doing that, I'm like, and it's not relevant at, at the time I'm doing it, then it's just kind of this weird thing of a man slagging a woman. Now, I don't. I don't know. I don't know if I believe that if I saw somebody else doing it. Yeah. But some people might think that. And to be honest, I'm just not arsed having a conversation with somebody explaining what comedy is and why I think that's good or whatever. So I try and do her when she's relevant. So I did her the first week because that was so busy with all the stuff online. And then I did her when I was going on the reeling in the fears and thought that was relevant because women like that were part of the year. And that was a look back at the year. And then about when, when somebody 
was arrested. A certain <laughs> lip technician was right. arrested or whatever, whatever happened. Yeah. Um, I did it then as well. So I actually don't do too many. Um, and then I did it for Lucas Aid as well because I got paid. <laughs> <laughs> I love the honesty, Shane. I love the honesty. But Shane, the lockdown lulls, right? So when you were asked to do that from G- GCN, right? Did you, did they say to you here, here's creative control, go nuts? Or did they tell you do the song and then do it? What, what did they tell you? So the song, this, that's actually different. The lockdown lulls, yeah. The, so GCM were like, they wanted to, they've been doing this series of like, kind of, because for, for queer people, it is important. And I've only realized this myself. It is so important just to talk to other queer people or do the same, Definitely. like go to the clubs or just, so, and some people are just unlucky that they don't live with one or yeah. they just, they wouldn't have a big circle. And those stuff is, those connections are really important because it's the same as you'd be going mad for anybody. If you think, if you're not a queer person or whatever, yeah. if you think like, if you never got to talk to anybody who's quite like you, yeah. do you know what I mean? Not the way you might talk to your sisters or whatever, you yeah. know, that kind of thing. It's like you check in and you just feel like yourself. But if you spend all your time not doing it. So they had this series to kind of look at that called In and Out. And they said, nice. yeah, we want to do one about comedy. And then I was like, right. Yeah. They asked me to host it, but I kind of was allowed to do whatever I wanted. They were like, so cool. Like wow. GCN's cool magazine. They were like, yeah, do whatever. <laughs> um, so we had a few ideas together and then a few of my own. So I, and I, absolutely loved it it was like my favorite thing I've ever done I loved it it's so good it was like loads of work I interviewed different comedians actors uh, content creators whatever they're called and then and then we had a live show as well we had a live drag performance at the end of it and I hosted the show live so yeah it was stunning I loved it I loved it I actually just really enjoyed it and people commenting on it then I loved getting to interact live with the comments because I wasn't sure how I'd be with that but actually I kind of loved it I was like I loved all of it so I'd love to do more hosting and yeah like a presenter job that's it oh my god that's what we need to do that's what's gonna happen next Shane I can I can foresee it in your future but when I was watching you do that I was thinking this must be so nerve-wracking as well what part so all the interviews were pre-recorded I'm guessing but you were live then getting all the comments through is that what happened yeah so I thought it's I mean obviously it'd be nice to have a live show with everybody coming in live but I think I just removed this that would be you know when you watch these online things and then something breaks and something doesn't work or someone doesn't like (laughs) like or there's bits where I said something to somebody because it's not like a real in TV you know you do a pre-interview and then you talk to a search or whatever or they practice it and then they do the late late or whatever yeah but like so I there was one person I was talking to and I said something and then she was like oh well I can't talk about that and it was like oh great (laughs) but can you imagine it was a live show and I said somebody's private like yeah. not not personal business, but their private work business that I was yeah. like, oh, well, that's exposed now, whatever, even to a small audience. <laughs> oh, um, God. So we we just got rid of that threat and it was like yeah. it made it nice. And then we got to edit these fun segments. But I talked to everybody for like an hour. The interviews went on for ages. So I and I edited all them myself. So I felt really cool being an editor oh, boy. Well, done. you've done the video editing. That's hard. That's hard, Shane. Yeah, but there was an amazing um, person in, in uh, GCN, Katie Dunahoo, who was like the like like having what do they call it the suite the produ- production suite in the tv oh, they have yeah. this really cool program and so she was bringing in videos and bringing in so i didn't have to do any clicking or anything like that and she was just really cool kept a cool head the whole time 
Um, so that was deadly. So and also, because have- you have to listen with an earphone, you feel like you're on TV with the voice in your ear. You're like, I can hear you. Because you have to have an earphone. <laughs> yeah, that's what I felt like. I was like, yeah, okay, great. We've got a live link up. Super, super. Yeah. <laughs> so we talked earlier about Killian. That is after Shannon now. I swear I watched that video. I say about, I'm about 10,000 of them people that watch it. I couldn't stop watching it. It's like this awkward funniness he has. But the two years together, it was just brilliant. That video itself must have taken a little while to do. Did it? Not really. Killian and I actually knew each other before either of us were doing Instagram things um, because he, yeah, he was in the house share that my boyfriend lived in before we wow. moved in together. So when we moved in together, so Killian was living there when, when my boyfriend left. So we'd been in touch and then he was making things before he had big, like he's got massive double my followers or something now, but I was sharing his videos and we were sharing each other and we kept in touch that way over Instagram, whatever. Obviously nobody sees each other in real life over the year. <laughs> yeah. We made the video, we're supposed to be doing, we're doing something else together, an ad together, uh, not on Instagram, that'll be somewhere else. Woo! We're going to be, you know, those kind of ads that come on every time you click on YouTube and you get sick of them. Yeah. We're going to yeah. be, we're going to be, and we go, hey, these two pricks talking back and forth again. We're going to be those guys, right? So coming soon to a screen near you, me and Killian, everyone's going to hate us. Um, but we were supposed to do that. So we had a day booked and then they had to sh- reschedule that. So we said, look, let's make something anyway. Um, but we literally, and we live really close to get close to each other as well. So it was like, we're like people talk about the 5k. We literally live a hundred meters apart. So yeah. we went and did it on the canal. Um, it didn't actually take that long. I think so we probably good. spent like an hour on that. He edited it. He's a professional editor. That's oh, his that's like his job. So he put it together and I felt really guilty because I was like, okay, well, I'm the one posting it, but you edited it. And he was like, well, your idea. So we back and forth, but he's just, and you know the way when you watch him and you think he seems like a lovely guy, he's absolutely one of those people. You You wouldn't be able to, meet him and then talk about him without saying he's so nice he's oh, one of those people so I really like him you yeah. get that total vibe 100% but when you say saying um, you know if anyone talks to me to ask me how I am or what I'm doing getting up to no one's getting up to every every day's Tuesday as you said what have you been doing to get yourself through lockdown other than the videos and other than any of that what has got you through I've gone through waves. I think probably loads of people have. Sometimes you think like, oh yeah, I'm doing this. This is really good. Like we don't do, you know, when everyone's talking about going for a walk, we just barely ever go for them. Like, we were just barely, and I'm like, we did a bit. I Like I remember looking forward to Christmas. It was like, great, a nice break. We'll just do, didn't do anything. Didn't do anything. Just sat around. But sometimes I'm actually, re- I got really into plants. So I have quite a lot of plants um, and they're like my dream. I favorite them because last year I just started planting. We just moved into this new place and then lockdown happened the same week. So we were like, yes. okay, right. So it was kind of annoying. We didn't get to set up our house as nice as we wanted. We didn't get to do the Ikea trip or anything like that. Oh, we didn't get to do all no. that fun stuff. Um, they took that but away I just started planting seeds. Yes. Thanks a lot, COVID. I know people have lost <laughs> much worse than an Ikea trip. We've been to Ikea since. But yeah, I started doing plants. So actually, I love the plants. And I, I would recommend that to anybody because it's like Start you planting. care for them. and But they don't, they're not too demanding like a child. But you do get to care for them and love them. <laughs> I just wish, right, that they had done the royal interview at the beginning of lockdown. So we would have been able to talk about it for the whole time of lockdown. I've never thought about something more in my whole entire life. They're like, why didn't they That's do why that? I, was, I said um, <laughs> something similar to Julie J. I was like, the comedian Julie J, who's brilliant on yeah. Instagram as well. I was saying she's to her, been on the here last before. time I think she was which? Julie's, Julie's been on this show. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, there you go. Um, uh, oh, yeah. So I said to her, like, I think the last time we collectively had something to enjoy was Colleen Rooney doing yeah. its, uh, <laughs> yeah. Rebecca Vardy's account. Yeah. 
And I was like, I remember thinking <laughs> so at certain true. points last year when we were kind of early on locked, I was like, God, wouldn't it be great if we got something like that just, just give to us hold us together? Give we were sick. It was after that bit after kind of summer finished. It was like, okay, it was like, first of all, it was like, we're in this together. Yeah. Then it was summer and we got to go, everyone got to go on staycation. Great. And then it was like, now nothing, <laughs> nothing for months. Yeah. So we needed something like that. I think the Royal interview, I, I was, had no interest in watching it. Then I did. And I was like so into it because it's obviously I don't care. I don't respect monarchy. No. I don't care. But I'm really interested in it as a cultural event. Like, but like if, this if is not mad. respecting the monarchy made me, made you, made you watch it even more, I'd say, because they're just slamming the life out of them. Like they're just got like the whole thing I was just looking at it going. At the end of the day, it's just a family. That's why I don't get the big deal about it because it's just a family, right? They are as a family to keep on having other kids and other princes. Like that's all it is. But if that was your brother up there and he was saying all that, you'd be like, oh, they say the Queen was on a mad one. I wonder, yeah. But, you know, I think they are a family, but they're also institutionalised. Like, you know, when you meet those office people who work, you know, like the doctor secretary and she's just horrible. Yeah, she's, she's just in her, she in her groove. She's in her institutionalised <laughs> as to being, this is what I do. I'm going to make or like somebody in the social welfare who makes it really hard for you because yeah, but that's no, the but system. Yeah, but no. Sign the form, get a P7 <laughs> form, bring a desk hatch three, all that kind of stuff. And you're like, you're institutionalized and you're being a, a mad bureaucrat for no reason. That's what's happened. That affects people's brains. So they are, that's why I think the royal family is like, they're like, they think, I don't know. If you only knew that world, like we all look at them and go, yeah, but you're just people. Like it's mad. Yeah. I mean, obviously Eng- English people adore it. The ones who, the ones who love it, yeah. they love it. But I feel bad for them. Imagine thinking, how, how badly do you think of yourself if you're like, oh, I love you. So I'm like, they're not even hot. Like, they're not even good looking. Like, celebrities at least are hot. Oh, no, I, mean? I think. I think Harry's hot now. I'm into a bit of Harry, I have to say. Oh, yeah. No, sure. Yeah, come on. You know, like, I definitely. Oh, I really, I, I am definitely into him. I just thought it was just such good television. I was like, why didn't they just do this at the beginning? So we could talk about it for the rest of our lives. Just like that. <laughs> Oprah was it for me. I'm just loving Oprah. It's so great to see Oprah doing it again, doing interviews again. And all the stuff, her hands, her handwork was incredible throughout. Incredible. The, uh, silent, it- silenced. Like every, <laughs> every single thing. I saw a fantastic meme. But do you, what do you say? Meme or meme? Is it meme or meme? What do you say? I say meme. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to say meme because you say meme. <laughs> cool. Jeez, they said, uh, when your alarm clock, when you wake up and your alarm clock, it went off and you didn't hear it. It says, are you silenced or silenced? <laughs> <laughs> People have done really good. I don't, I'm not a big fan of memes. Like oh, I don't really like Twitter for comedy, but people have done really good really good work on the from the Oprah's really Oprah have. interviewing them They've, there's been so many good ones that I really enjoyed but that's something I don't like there's a part of memes I don't like I don't like a stock set of jokes that you just take this joke applies at this time and now I use it and everybody anybody can have it there's something I don't like about that all something, right I get what you mean no, I do you know. get what you mean and all the times there uh, Oprah said what it was like such dramatic effect she knew what she was doing she knew Oh, she's a pro. Of course, she knew exactly. She's like, this will be the bit when I, I mean, I don't, That none of that was news to her. Yeah. I don't believe that when she was like, and when she said, what about the asking about the color of the baby's complexion? I don't yeah. think she was like, actually surprised. She knew, she knew they had the whole conversation already. I You're don't believe right, it was Actually, because they would have had a pre-interview. You see, this is what people in television will ruin this on everyone else. That's definitely yeah, so they true. would have done something because especially because it's sensitive stuff. So they would have said, don't don't do not ask about this, that and the other. They would have definitely had a few of those like there's those things in there. 
I'm but sure. there didn't seem like there was a lot of there was a lot off limits, but it was just the best TV ever, as I said. So getting you through the lockdown, your plants, your boyfriend, and some TV, some some Oprah. I mean, yeah, boyfriend, sure. I mean, sure. <laughs> it is funny, like it's like it's it's totally unnatural as a couple to spend this much time together. Yeah. I think it's probably different if you have kids because you always have a task at all times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's feed them. Let's feed them a alive. Couple, yeah, you always have something to do, something different to do at, at any stage of the day. But I think for a couple with no kids, it's like mad because it's like you're always, always together, which is fine. <laughs> it's not that you kill each other or anything, but yeah. it's like sometimes you just have to go, go out. I'm yeah. going out without you for a while. And you just have to do it. <laughs> it's I think that's again. an important part of getting through. Everyone has to know their own boundaries or whatever. I think that's important for people. It's like, I need this right now and I'm doing it. I'm going for a walk for no reason or I'm going to the shop to buy nothing just to get out. Everyone needs to do those things. And especially you are saying, like, everyone is definitely claiming waves, I think, with this pandemic. One minute you're like, this is great. Next minute you're like, I need to get out of here fast. I think that's definitely what is going on in everyone's... And right now I feel like everyone's on an all-time low. So we need people like you to make us happy, Mr. Shane Danburn. And what I want to know is, Shane, I ask everyone... This question at the end of my podcast. You love comedy. You make everyone laugh all the time. You're doing your st- Shane, there is going to be people lining around the streets to see your stand up when this uh, pandemic is over. Why do you love doing it? Shane, what is your why? What is my why? Yeah, I think I love it just because it's some, it's like really heightened feelings and really heightened emotions and sensations. So you go from being nervous and frightened to shooting up, to having to take really top control, control the room. Yeah. And then I just love that sensation. I love performing. I love performance. And it, I've learned from being an actor about how to be on stage. I've learned about how to read the room. And that's all key stuff for comedy. Definitely. And I just find that it's just very, it's something satisfying about it. For me, this is all the, the me stuff. It's like, I love that feeling of reading the room. I love guessing oh this type of audience is gonna like if I say something rude and this one won't I love that kind of thing or like like especially stuff like I love groups of girls like who are like girls together on night out because then you can do a little joke at them something about something rude maybe yeah yeah, and then when you get the laugh out of them that's brilliant and everyone else enjoys a group of girls laughing I don't know whatever yeah Um, and I enjoy I enjoy slagging straight boys as well I enjoyed those bumps so I like picking them out but I like I make sure I know who's who that's the me stuff and then there's also this lovely thing of just it's really nice when loads of people are laughing together in a room. Oh, true. And it was like, so stand up comedy is hard. It's full of it's it's not easy to do. It's not easy to get opportunities. It's not easy to get money. But there is something lovely at its center that is just people enjoying themselves together. And it doesn't have to be like theater is much more refined art that is has to be about, or I think should be about something more significant. But sometimes we also need to just have a laugh. And that's 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 an important, it can be rebellious in itself yeah. just to go, I'm laughing, even though things are not great, I'm going to go and have a laugh and for, for whatever. It's like having a drink. It's just like, I'm having a drink. I know it's not that good for me, but look, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Something along those lines. I think it is great to sit in a room together and do the same thing uh, with strangers. Exactly. It's and it's a real, brings everyone together. So Shane, I swear to God, I'm going to be in front row center the day that you have a, you're going to be in the point. Is it called the point anymore? Tree Arena. What's that called now? They've changed it so many times. It's Tree Arena now. I mean, that. I think it's mad. I have never had a solo stand-up show. Like I've, I've never done that before. And now I'm like, people are like, 
some another comedian said, "You won't be long for Vicker Street for you." I was like, "Will you shut up?" I was like, "How?" <laughs> like, Are you for real? I was thinking bigger than Vicker Street. I would have thought you would have done Vicker Street before. I saw you in no, your. Vicker you were Street in is a cool dream. Jester's Jester's Comedy Club. But that was that was. That was, oh yeah, Token Straight at Jester. So that's kind of the queer night of Jester's Comedy Club. Um, but yeah, I've done a few of the clubs around the place, but I've never done a show on my own. Like I was supposed to go to Edinburgh last year and do it, but obviously nobody did anything. I was yeah. supposed to start that out and do a bit of that. But um, no, it seems mad to me that I don't, I actually don't even think about it because I think it'd be too stressful. Oh, yeah, so I'm don't. like, yeah, whenever, <laughs> post-vaccine world, I have to write a show. Oh my God, Shane, you have, one, to write so a like, show. I have to write a whole show. But what's hard is, the world keeps changing too fast. So it's very hard to write a show that's relevant because things, <laughs> things keep changing. So You'll you're like, you can't even do, do a COVID show. Also, nobody wants that next year. You know what I mean? Edinburgh 2022, if the festival's alive still, which is the kind of the mecca for comedy. Yeah. If nobody wants to go see the COVID show, like no one wants to go see that next year. Everybody wants to go and have a laugh. So it, it's too early to start writing it. So it's mad. So it's like, you just got to wait and hope. It's like by next year, I'll have a show. We'll all sit here and wait, patiently wait for when Shane has his own show. I cannot wait. Shane, I'll give you a little applause to leave. The crowd goes wild. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> Shane, I love that crowd. you are so cool. Thank you so much for doing this. Have a great Friday night. Thanks so much for having me. Bye. That was really fun. I enjoyed it. See you later. Bye.